All right, we're live and recording. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on this November 8th, okay, or, uh, you know, well into the fourth quarter now. Uh, how's everybody doing today? Come on, say hello before I have to mute you. Good morning. Amazingly, good morning, good morning, November to remember. Woo! It's a November to remember. That's right, Mariah. Thank you. All right, everybody, hold on one second here. Uh, we're already going, so I'm going to have to do this. All right, and I just had to mute you all. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are very fortunate today to have Chuck Maxfield, manager of the Southwest office. Chuck, just hit star six on your phone, and then we'll be able to hear you. Star six. That unmutifies you. There you go. Hey. So, Chuck, how are we doing this morning? I'm doing great. Uh, it's hard to believe it's uh, this late in November already, but time flies as you're having fun, as they say, so I guess I'm having fun. That's right. Yeah, it's like when I call somebody, my coaching's every other week. So when I call somebody and they go, oh, my God, it's already been two weeks, then I know they're having a good two weeks because when, it's go- when you're busy, it goes fast. When you're not busy, it goes slow. <laughs> exactly. All right, Chuck, tell us a little about yourself. How long have you been in real estate? How long have you been doing this? Maybe a little bit what you did before, please, my man. You know, I've actually been doing this pretty much all my adult life, so – We'll just say 20 plus and, and leave it at that. Um, uh, I, I got into this kind of by accident. Um, when I got out of college, I was in a different industry. It was a sales industry. So I always knew, you know, sales and marketing was going to be where I was at. And, uh, you know, I was doing pretty well with what I was doing and thought I'd found my niche and was happy. But the only real reward from that other line that I was in was, you know, financial, which not to disregard the importance of financial, but there's more to life than that, although I wasn't aware of it at the time. Yeah. So what I did is a buddy of mine was in the business, and he kept saying, Chuck, you got to get in this real estate gig. You know, it's really uh, where it's at, and you do real well at it. I'm like, no, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But what happened is we had a – a mutual acquaintance who was buying his first home. And uh, he asked me to shadow him on that deal. So I did because I was curious. And, you know, we went through all the trials and tribulations of getting a transaction closed. And at the end of the day, we went over on the moving day. We were in front of their house. And he was there with his wife and his dog and everybody. And it was kind of like a Rockwell painting. You know, they're standing in front of the house. And I could, I could see they were visualizing <laughs> Well, I mean, you could see they were visualizing what their life unfolding in that house was going to be like. You know, they were imagining uh, proms and birthdays, you know, bike riding for the first time and all that stuff. And it just hit me on a level I hadn't experienced before because I was a young guy. And, you know, that's always stuck with me and that there's so much more to what we do than just earning a paycheck. And right. you know, we have a direct, direct effect on people's lives that's tremendous. And I don't know of any other business right. that you can have that, you know, other than a heart surgeon or something. And Lord knows I never right. had the grades for that. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Awesome. I love it. So, yeah, you know, I kind of had the same experience. I just knew it was for me, uh, you know, when I started or when we started, you know, it was called the American dream, buying your own piece of the American dream. Some people still refer to that, but not as many. Uh, and it is an important decision. You know, you mentioned financially, it's one of the best 
financial decisions they can make. Uh, but it's nerve-wracking, right, for some people. I mean, for definitely. It is. I mean, the more you do it and you see things, but still, you know, and, and I, when I talk to classes in the school, you know, I tell them pretty much up front, if, you know, if you joined up to this just because you thought it was, you know, for the money or for the easy money, you're probably in the wrong, in the wrong trade. Um, right. You've got to really enjoy people and being helpful. And I know it sounds corny, but if you don't enjoy what we're doing, this has got to be a nightmare, you know? Um, mm. Personally, I'm, yeah, I'm blessed that I love solving problems with people and helping them get where they're going and their goals. And from a sales management standpoint, the same thing, helping people, you know, overcome the obstacles or the perceived or otherwise, you know, them achieving, you know, the level of production or the market niches they want to get into and whatnot. But you really, it's, you know, it's a people-oriented business. And it's not for everybody, but if you enjoy it and you enjoy talking to people and helping people on a regular basis, it's more a lifestyle than a job, and um, it's kind of easy to acclimate to. You know, the, the stresses that you mentioned on that can be severe, you know, when you've got hungry kids or bills to pay or doctor bills and stuff like that, and, you know, you've got a transaction that's kind of up in the air because of somebody not wanting to fix a drippy sprinkler or whatnot. But, you know, as, as managers, we're able to sit back and look at it from a macro viewpoint and not really get caught up in the stress and the drama and, you know, navigate a, a successful resolution past whatever the holdup is. When you're in the middle of it as an agent, it's, it's harder. You know, I mean, although I'm, a, yeah. I'm not still marketing myself, I have transactions from time to time and when mine gets sideways, you know, I feel the pressure too. Whereas when agents come to me with their issues, I don't, I don't feel it so much. So um, I get it. It's stressful, but that's, part of life and part of the deal and what makes one of the things that makes this business so attractive. Yep. You're good. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so true. So true. It's such a uh, unique business and you know, let's face it, you have, you know, you and Aldo there have a very unique office too. You know, it's a lot, a lot of top producers, a lot of different personality styles. So share with us maybe um, some of the things that your agents are doing there to be successful in that office? You know, the ones that are, are really still being successful. So we have, uh, you're, you're right, we have a good cross-section of different types and styles. And one of the things I thought was real, real illustrative, you know, kind of the makeup of the culture over here was during, you know, the pandemic last year, you know, we were a microcosmic society, right? So some of the agents, you know, boarded up in their homes with their toilet paper and their bullets and stuff and weren't going to go out and do anything. And um, other ones, you know, saw opportunity and that uh, market demand wasn't really being met because of so much retraction. And they went out there and had, you know, the best years they've ever had. Um, for newer agents, that's easy to say because they don't have a, you know, a history to compare to. But we had some newer agents come in and just do exceedingly well. And then we had experienced ones that did well. And the reason they did well, aside from keeping the mental attitude of staying engaged is they did the stuff that we always do. It was just um, successful on steroids because there was so much less competition in doing it. And those same techniques still roll today. And when I'm talking about those techniques, I'm talking about, you know, being disciplined, having a plan, you know, sticking to it, making yourself do the things that maybe other agents don't want to do, but basically blocking out your time so that you're making those calls to your phone. You're making those cold calls to your farming or your territory that you're managing you're doing all those little things on a disciplined uh you know basis so that you're still able to find the business and and go forward on it um 
I do my management style, you know, obviously it's adjusted based on the individual, but I was a baseball coach for some period of time. I think you're aware of that, Rick. And um, I had a lot of success in in that endeavor. And I kind of use the same philosophy in running the business with my agents. Okay. And that is, you know, if you want to be a great hitter or if you want to be a great, you know, lister, whatever it is, you know, here's the techniques you can do to improve your odds of success. You know, none of them are going to make you a Babe Ruth, you know, or a Michelle Sullivan, okay? But, you know, they might, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. But they will get you closer to that than you were if you didn't do it. So why not do it? You know, that's kind of my philosophy. And, you know, we're not dictators here. We're here to uh, facilitate and help people grow their business. So we put it out there. You know, I show them how to do it. Uh, I'll have them be as accountable as they want. You know, I can be... You know, a taskmaster, I can be a casual conversation once a month, whatever, you know, you want. You're the boss, but, uh, you know, we're going to touch base and see, you know, how our results are being produced in relation to how effective or disciplined we are in in, uh, in doing the uh, tasks that we have set, us, you know, set out to get where we want to be. If we don't do it, we can't really expect the result, right? If we do do it, we can expect the result. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of as simple as that. It's really kind of black and white. Yeah, I, I, you know, sports is such a great, uh, you know, it's a great example for uh, sales because sales is, you know, sales is kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a baseball team. You know, like you're on, when you're on offense, it's just you. But when you're on defense, you have all your team around you, right? The baseball, right. It's, uh, you know, that's why baseball is such a good, and, and I would say the win-lose um, ratios are very similar too, right? So, like being at the bat would be like prospecting. You know, you succeed 25, 30% of the time and you're one of the best, right? And yeah. if you win if you win five and a half to six out of 10 games, you're in the playoffs and actually even less than that because Atlanta was barely over 500 yet won the world. So you're always <laughs> in the game, yeah. as, right? As long as you keep going, yeah, yeah. you're illustrious Dodgers with the most wins, <laughs> you know, and my Red Sox, same thing, you know, you had more wins, but you didn't win when it mattered. Right. Well, I, um, you know, one of the things we talked like when we have a newer baseball group and the same thing with agents, right. You know, the neat part of being in this business that you've chosen or in that of this baseball and that sport you've chosen, whatever, is that in relation to other endeavors, uh, take football, for example, if you're a quarterback, and, you know, seven out of ten of your passes are incomplete or intercepted, you're not going to be a quarterback very long, right? If you're a basketball player and seven out of ten of your free throws miss, you're not going to be, unless you're Shaq, you're probably not going to be a basketball player a little long time. Um, where in baseball, you know, if seven out of ten times, at the, or three out of ten times at the plate, you're getting a base hit or better, you know, they're calling you a millionaire, right? You're just, you're a killer. Right. And, you know, it's the same way when you talk about cold calls and things. So if you have a farm list or a list of contacts on a vertical market, however you're approaching your calls, you know, if you're getting three out of ten people that engage in a conversation with you, you're going to be having a pipeline that's incredible. You're going to do so much business. You're going to need assistance, and you're just – you're not going to – your biggest problem is going to be how to keep up and close all the business. Whereas if you're right. in something else like an auto, you know, if you're an airline pilot or auto mechanic or something like that, and you're only successful three out of 10 times, you're unemployed, you're probably in a lawsuit, right? So um, right. the beauty of this business is you have a formula that we know works as far as, you know, getting in front of people, giving an effective presentation that, you know, is on point and, and, and is effective. 
And if you do that, you only need to succeed, you know, a percentage of the time that's rather low before you're really considered a very successful person in the business. And, you know, one of the things we look at is if you're closing three out of 10 people or engaging in conversations with three out of 10 of your conversations, you know, each one that tells you to pound sand or hangs up on you or walks away, you know, I kind of thank them. That's one less, you know, negative response right. I got to deal with before I get to the people who want to talk to me. So um, kind of simple, you know, and basic stuff right there. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with it. If not, you know, talk to me or Rick about it one-on-one and we'll, we'll show you the beauty of that mindset. But uh, it's effective. It works. And, you know, great. Thanks for being one of my negatives. Have a great day. Let me get on to the next one. Right. Totally and you got to be uh, – yeah, and you have to live that, okay? It's not just lip service. You yeah. actually got to believe in that and work through it, and it actually works. And um, at first when you do it, it may seem a little silly if you're not familiar with that kind of stuff, but it doesn't take very long before you look – you sit back and you go, whoa, you know, that's really the way it is. That's really how it happens. Mm. So let me set up my numbers, and, you know, I'm excited to get up every day at 8 o'clock, do my hygiene you know, return my emails and do my morning chores and get on those calls so I can burn through and find those two or three who want to talk to me. Because as you fill up your pipeline with those people, um, you know, you're on your way. And I don't, you don't know if they're going to turn into transactions tomorrow or a year from now, but, you know, within a couple of years, and if you plan on being in this business for a while, they're going to fall in at some point. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's the whole idea behind it, too. It's like playing golf. It's like selling real estate. It's like selling cars. It's like you know, selling your children, whatever. You're going to take swings, nice level swing, and you're going to make contact some of the time, and some of the time you're not, and some of the time you're going to follow it. And so so you, but you, if you, if you, as long as you keep swinging, you know, your percentages get better. And a lot of people need to understand that, like, rejection in this business isn't bad. It's necessary. Like you just said, one more no gets me closer to a yes. That's the mentality you have to have. I know these are all cliches, but they're absolutely 100% true, you know? But, you know, in real estate, you don't have the, you know, like a major league baseball player, they go through a lot of rejection and losing and they have to maintain that positive attitude. You know, as, a, as an agent, you can get 60, 70, 80% of the listing appointments you go on. The part that you get some rejection, if you look at it that way, is in your prospecting effort, making contacts, filling the pipeline. But with the market the way it is, the lead sources that we have, the tools we have available, I can't, you know... Uh, I guess I've been doing it so long that I don't look at it as rejection. They're really not rejecting me. They just don't need me right now. That's the key, right? So as long as you take your attitude, like Winston Churchill, I love that saying, you know, success is going from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. It's so true. Would you agree? (laughs) No, absolutely. It's just, it's part of the animal. Okay. It's just, you can't remove that from the body of what we do and still have what we do. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, where you get better and better and hone your skills isn't necessarily in front of a client every time. So if I have right. somebody doing batting practice, I mean, we're going to improve their batting. There's no, don't get me wrong. There's no replacing live game, right? There's no replacing being in front of right. a client. That's the ultimate. But the way you perform better in that situation is by training your subconscious, your muscle memory, all these kind of things in the right technique. So that's why you go to batting practice and you hit the ball and hit the ball and hit the ball. That's why you go to your role playing in your office with your managers. Okay. That's why you go in and talk to them and bounce stuff off each other. You're honing your skills. So when you're in front of that client or you're at the plate, your body and your memory know what to do. And I'm not saying you're going to go through it effortlessly without thought, but having that little advantage of some pre, you know, disposed 
reactions ready to go when those sort of things unfold for you helps you navigate through it. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Um, so, yeah, I'm just looking for at-bats, you know. Uh, when I get up in the morning, I want 10 good at-bats a day, you know, minimum and whatever endeavor I'm pursuing at the time. And uh, if I'm not getting at bats, then I'm, you know, I'm not getting out of the dugout and there's no point in it. So uh, set yourself up so you have those opportunities as many as you can throughout the day. And like Rick said, it's about getting people, putting them in just because they don't deal with you right now doesn't mean, you know, they're wishing you ill or whatever. It just means they're not ready. Uh, you know, in Vegas, everybody's going to turn over their housing situation approximately every seven years. So yeah. when I put people in my CRM, I get them in my pipeline, put them in my drips. I don't know if they're ready to buy tomorrow. I don't know if they're ready to buy six years and 350 days from now. And to be honest with you, I don't care, okay? I know it's right. going to happen sometime. And those ones I'm stuffing in there now, I know we're going to roll into the, you know, active uh, segment at some point over the next few years. And, uh, you know, that's a good feeling. So it's, there's, when you have a closing, for example, in an escrow, you know, you work so hard all these months, you go through all the drama, the tribulations and all the tears and everything, and now it's day to, you know, get confirmation of recording and hand over keys, right? So it's a joyous, beautiful thing. Um, typically, you know, when I would go through that or when I would go through that, it was accompanied with the euphoria. There was also kind of a nagging concern in the background of my mind that now my pipeline has a little hole in it, okay, and I didn't like that. Right. So, you know, the more people you're stuffing in there on a constant basis, you don't really have that uh, feeling of a hole in your pipeline as you're closing stuff. And it's just, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have faith in the system, like you said earlier. Like, I'm going to make my contacts. Uh, you know, it's like going to the gym. There's no perfect workout. You work some days, it feels great. Some days, it doesn't. Some days, you, you think, oh, my God, it's the best ever. But they're all necessary. So as long as you keep showing up and doing it, it's like filling your pipeline, same thing. You just got to have faith in the process, keep filling it, and then all of a sudden it starts working wonderfully. So which brings me to my favorite question, Chuck. So, you know, yourself, agents, your coach, you know, you're managing, you're managing them there and so forth. What would be, you know, it's November, and we're heading into, uh, you know, a great time to create momentum. So give them the, your top three things to be successful in this business. Uh, so the top three things I would say to be successful right now going into the fourth quarter is, you know, we're looking at trying to get stuff in the pipeline. So we're, you know, opening next year, you know, with a lot of activity, right? So number one, mm -hmm. you want to close out your business you have going already. So I'm not saying to neglect that. But number two, if you can increase your amount of outreach to your, your contact base by just 10% right now. Um, so those of you that are doing 10 calls a day, you know, that's one extra call a day. Uh, increase your activities 10%, and that'll uh, equate to have, you having a fuller pipeline going into next year. So, uh, you know, and then aside from that, you have the holiday season rolling up. So it's a great opportunity to contact your base. And, you know, I'm not saying contact them and say, hey, you know, Merry Christmas, would you like to buy a house today? I'm just saying, hey, you know, right. the holidays are upon us. Just, just thinking of you, wanted to reach out, see how you're doing. Hope you have a great holiday season. Just a little something like that that can go a long way. Um, could also put you an opportunity to get a hold of someone at the point where they're in need of your services or have a question for you, real estate related. So actually, I mean, instead of three things, I'm going to say my number one thing is increase your activity and your outreach to your contact base uh, 10% starting today. I love it. In, okay. So, so that would be your number one? Yes, sir. Increase your, increase your – okay, so how about a number two? Any, 
anything. Uh, so, so increase your output by 10%. Talk to people, you know, whether it be, you know, uh, your sphere, uh, just with just souls, expire, yeah. my owners. Yeah. So my media. number two. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, so that would be number one. Number two, I would say, um, go ahead and take the opportunity to take advantage of some of the tools that, you know, the company's offering you guys in the form of education or training or mentorship or something like that. Take an extra opportunity to take a class toward your upcoming CE, which has gone up 50%, for those of you who aren't aware, from prior to August of uh, this year, or prior to October of this year. So your education requires growth. So take a class, go to a seminar, do a training, do some sort of a professional, personal development uh, thing that you may not have normally done. Try and fit that in this year. Uh, those things are fun, especially if you enjoy the business. They're insightful. They're motivating. And that will help you get your mind rate uh, right going into the end of the year. And then the third one, and these aren't really necessarily any particular order of uh, importance. The third thing I would say is, you know, take a good look at your business plan, okay? It's a great time to look at, you know, here are the goals that I have in place right now for the sort of money or level of success that I want to achieve. And are they successful? Okay, am I on target for my projections of where I wanted to be? And if not, you know, what would I like to make an adjustment to to try and get me closer to it? Or, you know, are my goals from last year as far as where I want to be income-wise and business-wise, is that the same goals I want to run this year? Or do I want to increase those goals? Do I want to aim a little bit higher? Um, there's no, there's no uh, problem in aiming a little higher and maybe not quite hitting it and still doing better than you were. Uh, do keep them realistic, though. I don't want you getting down on yourself or beat up because you don't feel you've reached them. So set them on the high side of realistic, you know, just like a nice listing. You know, if you're a client, you may want to list it a little bit high, knowing you may get close even if you don't nail that number. Do that for yourself uh, where you want to be income-wise, and then look at the activities you have in place and see if they're a realistic group of activities or bucket of things that are going to get you to that number. And if they're not, come talk to your manager and we'll make some adjustments to try and make sure you hit your uh, goal. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I always uh, shot high and came close, relatively close. That always drove me. I didn't beat myself up. But some people, especially super analytical people, they need to be right on. So set it safe. When you get close, adjust it up. Some people are more comfortable doing that. But whatever, have a goal. The key is have a goal, and you said it too. You spoke assumptively, Chuck. I love it. Like in your business plan, assuming they have one, and I agree with you. Everybody needs to have a business plan. Some people like to wait to wait to December. I wouldn't do that. Like Murad said when we started the call today, make it in November to remember. And if you're killing Absolutely. it in November and December, you know, nothing feels better, Chuck, right, than when you turn the corner into next year and you have people in your pipeline to call, to set listings, to make sales, right? It feels good. Absolutely. I actually, going through the holiday season and being frustrated because so many people are on vacation or sleeping off party hangovers or whatever it is, and you're not able to get stuff done the way you want, that's actually a healthy frustration to have because that means you're still in the mm -hmm. trenches and you're still swinging. You know, if you're going to these parties and you're taking a week off to sleep it off and you're walking around eating cookies and talking about the holidays and you're really not stressed out about the way the business is going, you know, you're probably not super engaged, okay? And that may be fine mm -hmm. for you. But if you want to be growing and productive and going into the next year, you know, on fire, you need to get extra busy right now, okay? And mm -hmm. the, like I said before, the neat part of this business is it's dealing with people, it's relationships, all those kinds of things. There's no better time of the year than the holidays to cultivate personal relationships. So 
you know, take advantage of the situation to reach out and visit with people and just talk to them about life. And real estate is part of life. And that will come up in your conversations and grow your business just through a organic uh, endeavor of, you know, caring and checking on people. Yep. Agree. All right, Chuck. Well, thank Good. you very much for taking your time out this morning, everybody. Uh, thank you, Chuck. Really appreciate it. My, no, my um, pleasure. Anytime. Else? Yeah, my, uh, awesome. Thanks, Chuck. And everybody else will do this again in a week. Oh, and let me throw out a little uh, shameless plug here. Don't forget, especially if you need CE, it's uh, success series is starting today, 1 o'clock. Google Hangouts for the education people. And um, on Zoom, uh, if you are looking to get CE credit, make sure you go to the education website, plus um, Nevada Real Estate Education website to get, if you need to sign up to take it, because if you don't sign up on the site, it's not for CE. Hope to see you guys soon. Thanks again, Chuck. Appreciate it. Woo! Go get it, folks.